Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We've always talked here in the past. Uh, our goal is to keep as many good players here as we can. Um, they both earned the right to be free agents. Um, Christian and I actually had a really good conversation today. Uh, very happy for him. You know, he bet on himself after uh, a summer of negotiations where, uh, you know, we made a couple offers and one we felt very good about was fair and he and his representation said as much, but uh, we couldn't close that gap at the end. And so he bet on himself and uh, paid off for him, very happy for him. Um, so we'll stay in communication and, and see um, where this ends up. But he earned the right to be a free agent. And uh, again, I'm happy for him. We drafted him here, developed him here. and, and uh, uh, the type of person we're looking for, so we'll we'll see what happens. GM Chris Greer on Christian Wilkins. We'll circle back to him. It's not where I want to start with our next guest. Dave Hyde, South Florida Sun Sentinel, South Florida sports columnist, does a fantastic job, and Mr. Hyde is going to help us put a bow on a, a painful ending to what felt like a very promising Miami Dolphins season. So what is this, Dave? We're heading into year six of the rebuild, right? <laughs> I'm not putting a bow on this. I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm fumigating it. I mean, this is a uh, five years uh, five years of what? And so, yeah, it's uh, it just sounds like business as usual, doesn't it? That uh, we didn't make it, so we'll go into next year, and and nobody's being held accountable. Or uh, I get everybody's disappointed there, but where's the anger at the top? If I'm Steve Ross, I'm like, wait, you guys told me we would assemble and i went back and looked at his quotes at the start of all we're going to build a super bowl winner i'm not in it to be nine and seven and not win a playoff game and and then here they are same place same time hey not same place dave how dare you you got to 11 wins everybody was talking about you 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 know one thing here's the reason why i knew absolutely nothing was going to be done because for the entire year i worked the qam pregame show um, game day uncensored and for four hours leading up to the game you know who was the team that was predominantly talked about on all of these networks every single sunday it was the miami dolphins hmm. and i uh, yeah. and and i know who steve ross is i know what he likes he likes to be talked about he likes to be the center of attention and even though you failed drastically monumentally especially at the end of the season um, they can pile on the excuses and justify it to run it back. And I respected your column that you wrote in the Sun Sentinel, and I encourage everybody who's a Dolphin fan to read it. Um, you know, you, you basically said what counts is accountability except for when it comes to Dolphins GM Chris Greer. <laughs> Why do you say 
after this five-year rebuild, or why do you think after this five-year rebuild he's not being held accountable for what he's built? Well, look, when they started this, and the burden was on Chris Greer, because you you can't look at it as, oh, it's just this offseason. This is five years of this. When they they historically tanked, they, they said they didn't tank, but we know the front office yeah. tanked. Brian, I mean, Flores they've been penalized tank. by the NFL for tanking. So let's yeah. let's well, yeah, that, that's they got penalized for for yeah, right for for tanking, not for not for tampering. For they got tanking. penalized for for but wanting most, to tank. And yes. Not- <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So, they they, okay. they got yeah, slapped they on the wrist for tampering. We, we got that. Yeah. yeah, they got slapped on the wrist so, for tampering, so, but they really got penalized for tanking. So they, for two years, tra- you know, accumulated draft picks and didn't worry about wins except for Flores really, and, and Fitzpatrick, and and then they made the 180 degree turn the opposite, where they got rid of draft picks and, and collected players and threw money at them, and so. That's four years to get to this year. This was going to be the year where it all came to fruition. Uh, are you going to see the fruits or or they got problems? And the bottom line is they got problems. A lot of these decisions that Chris made, um, and, and look, I've said for years, 60% of a GM's job is getting the right quarterback and maintaining that quarterback. And and that, in the NFL, you, you look at who who's who's winning, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And, uh, you know, so – and those were the last three quarterbacks the Dolphins played this year, and those were franchise quarterbacks. And, and maybe Tua rises his game, but he's not there. And you could see that. And so – if I'm Steve Ross, I'm like, wait, wait, you guys sold me on this five-year plan. Where are we? Where, where? And they're about to fall off a cliff after next year because of all the money coming due. All the they got tough decisions now. The past five years, they were relatively easy decisions. Oh yeah, we'll send up number one to Bradley Chubb for, and we'll pay him. Yeah, we'll uh, send the, the the basically a full draft to Kansas City for Tyreek Hill and and. But now the decisions are tough. Do they? Who who are they going to pay? How are they going to pay them? How much are they going to protect the franchise's future? Yes. Meaning, do they put how how far do they put money out there? That that's you know the the, the phrase is kicking the can down the yes. road. You know I, where it's going to come due. So yeah. these are tough decisions coming up. Yeah, I call it living life on the credit card. Uh, and and there that's you go. What, perfect. That that is exactly what they're doing in the apocalypse, which is is finally here. Um, they've got a ton of tough decisions to make, Dave. Forty-one million dollars over the cap, a laundry list of free agents, which includes Christian Wilkins and Robert Hunt and Connor Williams and Andrew Van Ginkle, and then you also got players you got to shake down to get some money and manual and shake down a release to get money in Emmanuel Aga, Xavier Howard, Jerome Baker. How? confident are you that Chris Greer will make the right decisions to lead this franchise to a playoff win, which now we have to double down on and say is, is the goal moving into 2024. Yeah, it's crazy. One playoff win is the goal. That's it. <laughs> After 23 years. Um, I, well, I, how confident, how, I, I mean, uh, you can go back on past record and say, how, comp- how did all those, these moves work out? And they haven't built a winner. They haven't. No, nope, they, uh, they are a winner, Dave. Don't be disrespectful. They have well, won. Two, well, they've uh, won four straight seasons. Great. 
Well, look, 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 look. I mean, you can, you can structure it however you want. In fact, Chris said, I'll leave whether we're a success or failure to you guys. No, leave it to the scoreboard. It's not us guys. They, they have not met their goal, which was, as Steve Ross stated, to contend for Super Bowls. They haven't even won a playoff game. They, they, they've been the sixth and seventh playoff seed. They're squeaking into the playoffs by that measure. So um, how confident I am? I don't know how you could be confident. I, you know, you know. Uh, maybe they make the right moves, but as far as going into it, saying how how would you be confident? I don't know. And 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 you know, where's Steve Ross and all this? What's what's he saying? Well, and I love the fact, Dave, that you're asking for accountability. I think from the right places, starting at the top with Ross and, and Greer, because I do see a lot of people either you know trying to completely scapegoat. Tua or completely scapegoat Mike McDaniel. I did want your takes on McDaniel, though, because obviously when he got the job here, uh, first-time head coach, you know, widely renowned for his play designs, his offensive genius, his quirky personality. Uh, now that we're in two years through the Mike McDaniel era, what's your report card so far, and do you think he can be the guy? Well, if, if I'm Mike McDaniel and I, was, I, I took this job, he had you, you had two goals, one to win, obviously. Second, and right beside it was to figure out who Tua was. He did that the first year. He figured out who he was, what he, what he does well, what he doesn't, how to make him a productive NFL quarterback, and he built up his confidence in the offense, and then they refined it in year two. And what you found was the strengths of Tua are very obvious, and, and Daryl Bevel laid them out, I thought, in a great way. Talk yes, about his superpowers, accuracy, timing, vision, uh, anticipation. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, and, and that's what their offense was structured around. When you look, get rid of the ball quickly, have to read, you know, he's got first, second, third, fourth reads, and he does that very well. Um, yeah. Um, oh, oh, there's this but, narrative out there, Dave, that he's a one-read quarterback, which I think you people are more. Yeah, yeah right. and, and the other the other narrative I don't like about him is, oh, he's not fire, he's not this. Look, he carries himself exactly how you you'd want a, a franchise. How he talks, I, I, I have no, you know, that, that his his attitude is is a plus. Okay, so but getting back to what he does well and this offense that Mike McDaniel created, it also hid what he doesn't do well, and their glaring deficiencies, the, the uh, size, the arm strength, the lack of mobility, and the fact that you don't want him getting hit at all. Um, and, and so, um, you know, and the question is, as you get step up in competition, we have an, an offense where he makes great throws and great reads and great, you know, it's a great offense if the play that's called is there. And, yeah. and he, he can find the first, second, third receiver. He's going to find the right guy. Where they have problems is if there's any rush, if he has to create a play out of chaos. Um, and as you step up in competition, you're going to have to do that more and more because the defenses are better and better. And, and, and so the question, how does Mike refine that in this offseason? And, and, you know, that's a that's – a, so, so I, I really don't have any problem with it. You know, there are some questions about Mike. Look, Brian Flores with half the roster 
went, uh, what was the record? 19, 19 and, and 14. Seven, 19. 19 and 14, okay. And, and, and Mike's 20 and 16. So, um, you know, can we explain that? Um, so, but um, Mike was asked to do a couple things, and he's, I think he's done them well. I, I, I do think the finesse team on offense, and they're going to have to develop a a level of grit and toughness, whether that means running between the tackles or, or some because some nights call for that, and, and that's not a strength of theirs. Yeah, we're here talking with Dave Hyde, Sun Sentinel columnist. Dave, since we're on the tour conversation and discussion, uh, where do you stand regarding making him play on the fifth-year option or signing him to a multi-year deal? Well, I, I would... You know, in, in the hard course world, I would make them play on the fifth-year option. Yeah. Um, now, what you're going to the, the problem that brings up is obvious of your, uh, th- th- this program that has um, built him up and made him into something, you know, a, a conversation of how good he can be. Now you're questioning him, and, and that, that would be an issue. Um, there's a salary cap issue. If you give him, if you give him something, you can spread out his money. And, and this is a team that needs money against the salary cap coming up. Um, so, look, if if a deal gets done, the question then becomes: How's it structured? How much are you paying him? Where's the exit ramp on the yeah. on the contract? Um, it's stuff like that. So, um, it's not so much do they give him a deal. It's it's what what is the deal and then how do you protect the franchise's future if it it can't be a you know 55 million a year no guaranteed etc i don't think anybody's but but you'd have to examine the deal before you can say okay that makes sense or not because the number one thing you got to do on that note dave how how sick is you know people think about to his personality and how much he loves the Dolphins, how receptive do you think he would be to a really team-friendly deal? Because he's he's also a professional and he also does have pride. So, how do you think those negotiations go? Well, I mean, how, how did Christian Wilkins? I'm sure he wasn't real happy last off season. Nope. Um, but ask yourself this, and this is, I think, where a lot of teams get in trouble. If, if Tua goes on the open market, what's he going to get? Mm. Is anybody going to give him? Yeah. 50, 45, 40. Uh, are the Steelers I mean, going to be rolling out the Brinks truck for Tua? And I think that that's a great point you're making, Dave, because a lot of teams would look at Tua and they'd say, I'm intrigued, but do I want to give him the multi-year $150 million guaranteed contract? Omar, Omar, it have to be like an, an, a dome team. Yes. That, that Indianapolis, really, that's... New Orleans. It, it, that that wants to run the offense, you know. The reason they didn't take Lamar Jackson out for one of the reasons is, well, we got to build our whole offense around him. Mm-hmm. We got to change everything, yep. and then and and then, well, well, what are you doing here? I mean, th- this offense is a Tua central, and, and I get you. Any offense you're going to play to the quarterback's strengths, but his strengths are, you know, the Liam Neeson line of uh, very specific talents, and then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And, and so, um, but yeah, it, it, on the open market, I, I, I just, I'm not saying you know he, he he is an NFL quarterback and he can you know average to above average NFL quarterback, um, 
but you got to accept what he can do well and and the limitations with that. You know, you know what I do, Dave. I'd let Kirk Cousins set the market for me. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, because Kirk Cousins is going to be an unrestricted free agent again. Um, I believe he was at forty-two million dollars this year. Um, Kirk Cousins is an ultimate businessman. He's going to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Atlanta Falcons or the Washington Commanders and and sign a a really Derek Carr-esque deal. And truthfully speaking, Dave, I do make him a multi-year offer. I'm just not breaking the bank with that offer. I'm giving him the Christian Wilkins treatment. I'm trying to pay you 75 cents on the dollar for what I think you're worth. You could accept it, or you can you can you could roll the dice and play on your fifth year option with your injury history, and you know that doesn't necessarily. The one thing that my approach would do is it would violate how they generally treat quarterbacks in the NFL, and the fact that this organization has spent the last two years babying Tua or propping him. Yeah, up. That, that 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 last point is exactly what I'd say. Where where. So you'd have to sit down and have a big boy conversation with him. But, but you know, th- look at Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. He didn't match what they wanted. He went, he went out on the market. He got one year, $7 million from Tampa Bay. Now he's, he's, he's recreated his, his value with this season. But, um, yeah, Baker's also going to set the not, market. Yep. Baker. Yeah. Now he's an interesting to me. What do you give Baker Mayfield off, off, you yeah. know, t- and, and he'll probably stay in Tampa. Um, but um, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, th- these are interesting contracts. As far as, uh, as you said, sort of extending the idea. Where, where do we? Where do you go with Tua? Mm-hmm. Well, really good stuff here from Dave Hyde from the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Dave, appreciate your time, and uh, I enjoy the columns, especially since you, you and Omar, I lean on both of you on this, helping me. You know, just at least. Make some sense out of a disappointing end of the season. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Good talking to you, Alex. See you, Omar. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.